Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. Hey, Wayne Pratt here. Hope you had a great weekend. Why not start off the week by taking some steps to allow us to get to know you a bit better while giving your thoughts on the Gateway? We've set up a quick survey at gateway.show. It should take roughly three minutes to fill out. The responses will help us shape the future of this daily production. That survey address again, gateway.show. That's gateway.show. Thanks, and now, today's podcast. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, March 2nd. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, a St. Louis nonprofit is trying to ease the burden on families who have relatives in prison by providing free bus transportation. Every woman, anybody in prison needs to know I'm supported on the outside. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan has that story in just a bit. First, the headlines. St. Louis Public Schools has started the process of what could be a major shrinking of its footprint. It held a community visioning session Saturday to lay out its case and gather input. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney. Many of SLPS's 68 buildings are less than half full. Superintendent Kelvin Adams made a data-packed case to parents and district employees about why SLPS needs to make drastic changes to keep up with the population loss. He says the district can offer more courses, clubs, and support staff if children are not spread across so many buildings. Parent Derek Anderson's son is in preschool at Clay Elementary School. The family is even building a home a few blocks away in the Hyde Park neighborhood. Initially on his face, it seems alarming. But to me, it seems like there's room for a better utilization of the resources we have. The district will hold several more public sessions through early spring. The school board is expected to vote on a proposal in mid-April. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. More than 800 appeals have been filed by companies that were denied state permits to grow, sell, or distribute medical marijuana in Missouri. As part of the process to launch the state's new medical marijuana program, It received more than 2,200 marijuana business applications filed by at least 700 groups. It awarded 60 licenses to grow marijuana, roughly 85 to make infused products, and more than 190 to open dispensaries. The state's Administrative Hearing Commission has received at least 845 appeals. The Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services has hired three outside lawyers to help the state's legal team review those appeals. The U.S. Census Bureau continues to accept applications for census-taker jobs. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports. The St. Louis Area Census Office is responsible for counting people in the city of St. Louis and St. Louis, St. Charles, and Jefferson counties. It wants at least 13,000 people to apply to be enumerators. Linda Gladden, a media specialist with the Bureau, says the St. Louis office has recruited nearly 90% of that number. There's really no definite deadline That's because the U.S. Census Bureau will accept applications even after all positions are filled. Gladden says the office does that in case there is turnover and needs to quickly fill open roles. She says these part-time jobs pay a little more than $20 an hour and are especially good for people who want supplemental income. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. A grant from Bayer will enable the Arts and Education Council to distribute another $25,000 to rural arts organizations in Missouri and Illinois. The Clinton County Showcase in Breeze received $5,000 for its current season. 
Executive Director Steve Klosterman says that's a big deal to his all-volunteer theater troupe. The Metropolitan Arts Organizations, of course, are going to take care of their own, and I understand that. I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not trying to have a chip on my shoulder uh, for that by any means, but we're outside their scope, outside their radius a lot of times, so the, the funding just isn't available. <laughs> this Rural Arts Fund has delivered more than $225,000 in grants since 2007. Missouri has one of the highest incarceration rates in the country, and not all inmates are held in prisons close to home. Family members may have to drive hours to visit their loved ones, which can be a financial burden. One St. Louis nonprofit is helping families stay connected by providing free transportation. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. A cherry red bus sits idling by the curb on a Sunday morning in St. Louis as more than two dozen people pile on, hefting backpacks and baby carriers. All right, y'all, here we go. All right, we're getting them moving on out. The bus is on its way to the women's prison in Vandalia, about two hours northwest of St. Louis. The riders range in age from newborns to grandparents and include a number of families. James White has been taking his three kids to visit their mom, Michelle, every month for the past seven years. Unlike many of the people on the bus, he has a car, but he says riding together helps make the visits a little less stressful. You know, it's a battle when you do it by yourself, but when you got somebody else that's more than one or two or three and they're there, we're not by ourselves with this, you know what I'm saying? We as a group. For more than two decades, the St. Louis nonprofit Let's Start has offered free trips to the prison. And over time, a community has developed. White says everyone on the bus understands what he's going through, and they feel like family to him. Because everybody gets to know everybody. You know, like Cheers, everybody know. And that's how it is in here. Everybody on that bus know everybody. If a new His kids talk knows. on the phone with their mom every day. But it's not the same as physically being together. 14-year-old Tia White looks forward to these visits because they help her feel closer to her mom. Like, I have my outfit ready before it's even time to go that weekend. Then I have my, like, my little cute shirt and then shoes and stuff, clean my shoes. Gotta go see my mama get all pretty and stuff. Tia White and her family are among the first off the bus when it arrives at the prison. After waiting in line in the lobby, they slip off their shoes and coats and walk through a metal detector one by one. On the other side of two heavy metal doors, their mom, Michelle Hickman, is waiting. After a round of hugs, they sit at a table near a sunny window, playing games and eating vending machine snacks. At one point, Tia and her younger sister, Jamia, get up to show their mom a new dance. Hickman has watched her kids grow from toddlers to teenagers in this visiting room. She says their time together goes by so quickly, and every minute is precious. We try to make these like little three hours that we get here the best three hours, you know. Um, so to just see them once a month is like mm, super hard seeing them grow up like this. Hickman has about five more years in prison. She says it hurts every time her family leaves, but she feels lucky that her kids want to see her and have a relationship. I asked my kids repeatedly, if you want to be mad at me for not being there, it's okay. Why would we be mad at you, Mom? We still have you. Just knowing how the kids also look forward to coming and seeing, seeing me 
makes me feel like not such a bad mom. That's exactly the point, says organizer Tony Jordan. That role is so vital to a mother, grandmother, or sister, whoever that woman is incarcerated. That keeps that connection. That keeps the bond that I'm not lost, you forget who I am, or or when I come out, that you don't know me. Jordan would know. She served almost three years at the prison in Vandalia. And she says for the first year and a half, her family couldn't afford to visit her. Eventually, her family started renting a car to drive to the prison. She says those visits made her feel wanted, like she still had a place in their lives. Even for that three, four hours, it was the time of my life. Can nothing, no event, I believe, take that place of me having that moment to be able to spend with my family. Every woman, anybody in prison needs to know I'm supported on the outside. Back on the bus, the mood is subdued. It's dark now. The riders slump against the windows and pull their jackets over their eyes. But James White is wide awake. For him, the ride home is the worst part. It makes you cry. It hurts because you're leaving your loved one behind that you really love. And if you forgive him, society should too. In a few weeks, he'll make that trip again. And again. Every month until his wife comes home. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.